far are you going? About 30 years. Dearest mother, surprise, I write to you on this cold March morning in hopes that we can maybe start over. Last summer was a bit of a blur, and I don't hold it against you for not responding to me, or for moving without telling me, or for never answering any of my phone calls. I'm not sure I can forgive you for not listening to my podcast, though. That is a line I didn't even think the likes of you could cross. But that is the past, and I'm looking towards the future, specifically to back to the future, my favorite motion picture of all time. I'm here to let you know I'm doing another month-long podcast dedicated to a movie, to this movie. And I hope that you maybe take the time to listen this time. I know you listen to Brothers Podcast, but I thought if you'd like to take a break from the glamour of water purifier reviews, you might take a moment to listen to me talk about a boy, a scientist, and a time machine. And I call it Marchie McFly, your son. Michael, March 1st, 2021. One, two, three. Marching McFly, Marching McFly. Marching McFly is Marching McFly. Marching McFly is Marching McFly.
living the dream. I'm living the dream. Folks, it was back in September of 2020 when I first announced the hashtag of Marchy McFly on my Twitter account at Geek Mentality. And here we are, all those many months later, still at home, maybe getting a vaccine soon, maybe getting back to regular life soon. But one thing's for sure, today and every day in the month of March, I will be watching and celebrating and talking about my favorite movie of all time, Back to the Future. And uh, this is it. This is Margie McFly. This is day one. You know, it's not exactly the same as Jogus, where I can say Jogus first, Jogus second. It doesn't quite work that way. This is just day one. Day one of 31 straight days of Back to the Future. Jogus. Um, helped me celebrate one of the greatest movies of all time and one of my favorites. Marchie McFly is without a doubt helping me to celebrate my ultimate favorite movie of all time. Uh, throughout the month, I have to tell you, I don't know what I'm going to be doing. Ideas will pop up as they do. Um, some days I'll have things planned. Other days, not so much. Today, I watched Back to the Future bright and early, before work. Got up early, set an alarm on my watch even, and watched most of it before um, my wife even left for work. Finished it with breakfast. Didn't take any notes. Today was a note-free day, maybe for the first couple of days, just, just kind of sit down and and, and uh, just watch it. Just enjoy it for what it is. My favorite movie ever. And I thought with this first episode, I wouldn't go deep into the movie. I wouldn't try to, to ask questions or, or look for things. Um, I would just talk about Back to the Future and me. Kind of my history with this movie. It goes back, I think, to 1985. I did not see Back to the Future in the theater. Um, pretty positive. I have this vague memory of seeing it in my den. I think we rented it. I just have this, this picture, this, this like still photo of in my brain of Arden, the TV in the corner and um, watching Back to the Future and seeing the guy from uh, Family Ties. Took me a second to remember that. Seeing Alex P. Keaton be a completely different person um, and realizing, wait a second, this is the same guy and he's in this and that's the guy from Taxi? What is going on here? And I remember liking it. And I think kind of, 
you know, it would be on and I'd watch it. And I'm in 1985. I'm nine years old when this comes out. Um, actually, technically, I think I was eight when it when it came out. July 3rd, 1985, if I'm correct. So I'm eight years old. I'm uh, getting ready to go into the third grade. And, um, you know, so really it was the summertime. So really third grade summer, I spend most of my time lifting weights and, um, you know, I can't think of anything else. Tanning. I was tanning and lifting weights. That was pretty much what I did all all during my, uh, you know, journey into manhood between eight and nine years old. But it really, I think the love of the movie, I think, came when the sequel was kind of sparked. You know, the, the talk of the sequel and the fact that we're getting another one. Um and I know for a fact I saw Back to the Future 2 in the theater. And at the end of that, I remember loving that movie, being confused. Again, this, that was 1989, so I would have been eighth, going into eighth grade. I think if it, I don't know when the month two came out in, but it was 89 and 90, so I would, would have been um, going into eighth grade and going into high school. But I remember at the end of part two, seeing... Uh, a preview for part three and being like, oh my God, they made it right after each other. I, like, And I think I read about it in, in, in movie magazines also because that's how you, you did it then. You didn't have the internet. So um, I remember being like excited. That was around the time when I started getting like really excited for movies. Um, like that's 89's Batman, Back to the Future 2, isn't that um, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade? That was a crazy summer for going to movies. Again, I'm talking about the sequels there, but I think that is kind of when my, where my love of the first one started to blossom more. And I remember one night going to BJ's. Now, I don't know if you know what BJ's is. It's basically like, a Costco or a Sam's Club. I don't know if it's regional. I don't know if it's nationwide. I have no idea. But it was a kind of, uh, it was a place where, you know, you get like a membership and you can buy, you know, uh, a, a, a barrel's worth of, of cheese curls or something like that. And they started selling VHS movies. You know, it, it, I think I'm going to guess, uh, you know, a few years earlier, you'd, you'd rent a movie and it would put the price on the on the movie. It would say like ninety nine ninety five, so that you wouldn't you'd make sure to return it. But you know, a couple of years later, all of a sudden VHS started being sold for mass production, sold for consumer um, purchases. You know, that's when you get like Suncoast Video and stuff like that. And I remember going to BJ's, and I'm gonna guess this is nineteen ninety one, maybe. And seeing the trilogy, Back to the Future trilogy, on four VHS tapes. Yes, that is right. Four VHS tapes. Because we have Back to the Future 1, Back to the Future 2, Back to the Future 3, and it was like The Secrets of Back to the Future, hosted by another former 80s sitcom star and current weirdo, Kirk Cameron. And it was 
I think it was on regular TV. I think it was around the time of, of Back to the Future 3. It was like a special that aired on TV that he um, hosted. And they put that on as the fourth VHS tape. It was like an, an extra feature that you'd see on a DVD. And I remember loving that too. I watched those movies like crazy. I I don't remember if it was then or at that point, I think I had a video camera. I didn't have a VCR in my room, but I had a video camera that I used to make home movies. And I knew how to hook it up to the TV so I could use it as my own VCR. So I would watch those movies like religiously at a small little color TV in my bedroom. And I watched those things um, like all through high school. I don't think I got a VCR. I think I got a VCR when I was going to college. I don't I may have had like an old family VCR. They got a new one and I may have taken an old one into my bedroom but I feel like most of the time I watched it, I watched it through the video camera hooked up to the TV. And I watched three, probably the least amount, two a lot, uh, and one a ton. To the point where every night falling asleep, I would put one or two on. Very rarely, sometimes I put three on. But it was like every night through and I, almost almost every night, or at least every weekend night where I could stay up extra late, I would uh, put Back to the Future on, fall asleep with it on constantly. I, If I remember correctly, like my, my buddy Dave would sleep over and he would be in my room. We'd watch one of the Back to the Futures. If he went and fell asleep in my brother's room, they'd watch Jaws. That was like... That was how it was. And I watched this movie so many times. I'd fall asleep to it many times. I remember waking up and taking a shower the next day and going, how far did I get into it? Okay, this is where I'll start it the next night. Um, that VHS set stayed with me for years. I brought it with me to college. And we, at one point, we set up the TV and we watched like in our dorm uh, with some of my friends. Hey, Jay, you remember Back to the Future? One, then two, then three. We did it three nights in a row. Um, those were wild, wild college days. I remember drinking Mountain Dew and watching Back to the Future before playing Mortal Kombat and NBA Jam all night. I mean, it's I can't believe we weren't kicked out of school. Uh, so that lasted, you know, I mean, the VHS, I feel like, was with me for years. Then at one point, I'm going to guess, was it the 25th anniversary? That would have been, oh, the 25th anniversary. Yeah, it would have been 2005. Well, that's the 20th anniversary. I think it might have been 2005. At one point, unless it was the, the 15th anniversary, I don't know, whenever the first official box set of DVDs came out, my brother gave it to me. Uh, he, he bought it for me for Christmas, I believe. And uh, there was another thing. I just watched it. Every every bonus thing, everything. Because the big thing with this one is that they, they actually addressed the big giant thing about Back to the Future. And of course, it was the Eric Stoltz thing. Now, 
I knew about the Eric Stoltz thing already because Back to the Future was one of the first movies that I was like, what the hell is this? What is the Internet Movie Database? IMDb. I discovered that thing in college, and I went crazy, crazy clicking that thing. Just constantly looking up my favorite movies and looking at the trivia and looking at the goofs. And when I, I forget where I, if, you know, I, I have this memory, again, I could be wrong. I could have been in my dorm of being in a, in one of the, um, comm department, uh, rooms where I was like, cause I, I started going to school for film. Uh, then I, I switched over to, uh, interactive media, which really, I just wanted to do websites at that point. And I remember being in a classroom, looking at the computer, I think looking up IMDb, and that's when I learned about Eric Stoltz. And I remember, I think, looking it up and seeing a photo and being like, like the world, I don't know, it just felt like, what is this? They filmed, like they hired this guy from, from Pretty in Pink, from Mask, what? Like, and I remember reading all about, you know, how they wanted Michael J. Fox. They couldn't get him out of his, out of the family ties. They, they tried with Eric Stoltz. And I remember thinking, or like they, they actually started filming it the way I thought back then is like they film movies in order. So you'd be start at the beginning and then you start seeing more. I remember when the DVDs came out, you start seeing photos and I think they had some footage or I, the photos were online and that's where I was just like, this is insane. And like, I, I still to this day think, you know, these actors are like, some of them are synonymous with this movie first. And the movie's a huge success. And of course, the star is Michael J. Fox. I wonder what they were thinking when they were filming this movie with Eric Stoltz. And I wonder what they were thinking when they are told, hey, it's not working out with him. We're bringing in Michael J. Fox. Like, is it just, like, did they feel like, well, this is what we, this is the movie we're doing. All of a sudden this, this new, you know, hotshot actor is going to come in or were they thinking, you know, this doesn't feel like anything special. Oh, wow. Now Michael J. Fox is here. Like, I just, I've always wondered about that. Um, did they feel like, uh, you know, what do they, what was going through their minds? Did they feel like, oh my God, this movie's going to flop or not. Or, I don't know. It just, I'm always curious about that. Um, and those are the things that I just, and I, I get, I'm, I'm rambling. I'm not talking about me as much, but that is, um, that is one of the, that, that's just the thing that blew my mind when I found out about Eric Stoltz. Um, and again, that was in college with the internet movie database and looking up trivia and being like, what? Uh, and I still love looking after I see a movie, I love looking up its trivia on IMDb. Um, it's, I mean, to this day, that's 20 something years ago. A couple of years later, uh, in 2000, uh, I married my wife. It always works out when you marry your wife, uh, or you marry your husband. I mean, that's usually the, the way it works. Um, but yeah, so, um, you know, my wife pretty much got to make most of the decisions for the wedding. You know, I, I defer to her. You like that? Great. I like it too. But the one thing 
that I was adamant about. When the wedding party is being introduced at the reception, damn it, I didn't say damn it. Uh, you really think I ought to swear? Um, when the wedding party is being introduced, we are playing the theme, the Alan Silvestri theme to Back to the Future. Uh, it was, so it was, yeah, this was the song, the, the music in the background here was the theme when our wedding party was introduced at our wedding. Um, because, yeah, I mean, geez, this movie has been a big part of my life. And then um, on our honeymoon, <laughs> we went to Disney World, which, you know, I mean, two people going to Disney World. I think the year before, my wife hurt her back, so it wasn't like she was going on on any of these big rides. But by that point, look, the honeymoon was already already paid for, already planned. We're going to Disney World. We're staying in the resort, and um, you know we're gonna sightsee as much as we can, it, as much as you can do in Disney World, uh, which we had a great time. But I had um, one demand. Again, look at me making these demands. It really wasn't a demand. One of these days. We are taking a taxi and we are going to Universal Studios because I want to ride the Jaws ride and I want to, I need to, I have to ride the Back to the Future ride. So we did all the Universal Studio things that day. Um, But I will never forget that my wife, with her hurt back, said go. And she waited for 45 minutes while I was in line. And hung out in the in the in the Orlando, Florida heat, while I stood in line by myself to take the Back to the Future ride, get my photo taken uh, with the DeLorean, get a T-shirt. Uh, I don't know where that T-shirt is now, but I damn, I gotta find that photo of me in the DeLorean. That's gotta be it's gotta be somewhere. Um, yeah, so yeah, the, this Back to the Future going back from my childhood, going back. Uh, through my teen years, and uh, you know, as I'm becoming a grown-up, sort of, it's like I'm starting to remember things as, as I as I'm talking. I I had the soundtrack too. I had the cassette, uh, and I remember taking uh, the um, you know Johnny B. Good that version of Johnny B. Good with me to guitar lessons because I wanted to learn that. My goodness, I I yeah, this movie has just been. It's always been there for me. So fast forward, I got the DVDs from my brother, uh, and I still have those DVDs. At one point, I had a um, program on my computer that you could use to rip DVDs. So I do a thing called um, Movie Month. In June, if if you're familiar with this this podcast, every June I do a, a Movie Month where I watch a movie that I've never seen every day in the month, and I do a podcast, kind of like this, but with 30 different movies. Um, and so I'd have this program, so I could rent a DVD, I would rip it, and I would you know put it on my little tablet so I could have it on the train to work or whatever. Or I would go to the uh, library and um, take out a DVD and do the same thing. Um, because I, didn't, I don't even have a DVD player hooked up. In fact... Besides my PC, which this is on, hidden under some bureau someplace, I don't even have a DVD drive anywhere. Um, but I could always fire that up if I need to in the future. 
So what I did was, and this is within the last year or two, maybe within the last year, I took the um, DVDs for Back to the Future 1 and 2. I haven't done 3 yet. And I ripped just the audio. So I have the full movie as an MP3 file. And I put both of them, 1 and 2, on my phone. And now, I mean, I'm talking like now. I I mean, maybe I won't do it this month, but many times I like to fall asleep listening to something. Sometimes it's music. Other times it's podcasts. But it's always listening to something. And when I was a kid, I took a pair of old headphones and I plugged them into the microphone port of my parents' stereo. And I hung them over the, um, the like speaker of the TV. It was like right on the front there, the front panel of the TV. And I would hit record on a cassette and I would hit play on a movie and I would record the movie, the audio of the movie. And then I'd go, I'd have a little, I had a little cassette player, um, a little cassette alarm clock. Me and my brother both had one, my brother and I, I don't know what the, um, we both had a cassette tape deck that I swear, I'm almost positive there's one of those, it still exists in my parents' basement. And I would play um, Monster Squad constantly or Back to the Future. I don't think I had Back to the Future then, but that's basically the same concept of what I did uh, with Back to the Future now. So now I have like the MP3 version. I have these like over the head, this like headband Bluetooth thing so I could listen quietly to things. And I fall asleep still now listening to Back to the Future. Ultimately, now this is me really thinking this. I'm hoping that I could listen to it to a point where I have a dream about it. And I'm either dreaming something with Back, because I, you ever have those things where you're listening to something and you're dreaming something. Like I was listening to some podcast and then I had a dream that I was like playing golf, but still listening to the podcast. Or I had a dream that I was in the studio and, and people were talking, but it was the podcast. So why can't I do that with a movie? I'm sure that doesn't make any sense. But to me, it's like the ultimate dream to literally the ultimate dream uh, to, you know, have a dream about uh, one of your movies, be in your movie somehow. So if I keep it at it hard enough, Maybe, see, I don't want to listen. Am I going to watch it and then fall asleep to it every night? Maybe. But um, having a Back to the Future dream would be pretty, pretty, uh, pretty great. Pretty heavy. Um, and I think, I mean, I feel like I've caught up, caught you up from, from childhood to uh, today. And so uh, after I, you know, finished with Joggis, I thought I want to do something else, do another movie. I wanted to find, and honestly, it's about finding the a month where there's a pun involved in the name of the month. Um, so, you know, I'm always thinking of future movies. And um, I was originally going to call this Doctober. I, I did Joggis. I was going to take September off. And then I was going to do Doctober. And obviously Doc Brown. And then I was like, you know what? Nope. I, I started doing another thing where I was watching all the Batman movies. And I said, I'm going to wait. I'm going to hold off. And I, I don't know, maybe I was hanging a clock and I slipped and hit my head 
And when I came to, I had a vision. Um, and the vision was Marchy McFly. It's, it just sounds funny. Uh, and it works. It brings in the month of March. And when you hear McFly, the only thing you think of is Back to the Future. So here we are. Day one in a month-long adventure of a lifetime. A month-long love letter to my favorite movie of all time. A month-long celebration of Back to the Future. I call it Marchy McFly, but of course, you know the podcast is Geek Mentality. And I want to thank you guys for listening and subscribing. If you're new here, if you found me through my Reaction Comics Instagram, awesome. Thank you so much for finding me. Um, but again, you can find me on Twitter at Geek Mentality. You can find me on Instagram at Geek Mentality, too. I don't do that much there. Uh, but really, all uh, all points lead back to the website. And all the Marchie McFly stuff can be found at fansnotexperts.com slash McFly. We're going to do this again tomorrow. I hope you guys come back because I know I'll be here. But until then, here is my theme song. This is my podcast. I made it. Geek Mentality is what I named it. And I think you should listen and subscribe. Cause I'm kind of funny and awesome I think that I'm worth your time And I'm kind of handsome My mom says Please listen and Please subscribe At least listen to this episode Fans not experts What are you looking at, butthead?